Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode of the No More Mondays podcast. As always, we are super excited you decided to join us for this episode entitled Finding Satisfaction in the Corporate Landscape. Finding your niche in this world is not always easy, let alone when your career has progressed through some of the largest companies on this planet. And today's guest has definitely carved out his specialty and is kicking butt in a big way while working in that big corporate framework. Tim Godado currently serves as a territory manager for 3M. Yes, that 3M. The company who makes everything from the no damage hook you hang on the wall to industrial solutions Tim represents and sells into a variety of other big channels like the aerospace industry. With former big names under his belt, including Bose, Halliburton, and Corporate Home Depot, Tim is no stranger to being a big fish in a big pond. And I am really excited for him to share the secrets of his success today on No More Mondays. Tim, congrats on a great kickstart in just the first 10 years of your career. And thank you so much for joining me today to share more about how you've gotten where you're at today. Thanks for having me today. You are so welcome. And it's always really interesting to talk to people who have found a way to have satisfaction and have carved out that niche while working for somebody else. You know, we, we talk to entrepreneurs on here as well, and it's always easy to like your job when you don't have a boss. But I'm really excited to talk to you about how you've really excelled in these large companies. And so let's dive in by having you talk a little bit more about what you're doing right now at 3M. I'm a territory sales manager, um, account executive, account manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the best way I like to look at my job is I'm more of a sales engineer. Let me give myself a little engineer in there. And uh, that's because what, what I what I do is actually, I don't just go into accounts, sell, give them a sales uh, pitch and just walk out. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at prototypes. I'm looking to see what specifications, what exactly substrates companies are using. So I'm working with aerospace companies like Boeing. I'm working with industrial market and you're working with all these companies who actually make stuff. Um, and it can be on, sometimes, you know, they have all these NDAs. You can talk about certain things, but you're talking about, just think of planes and how it's made certain things on planes, right? I'm the guy who goes in there, checks to see what type of product they're trying to make. Is it, are you trying to make the wings on a plane? Are you trying to make something in the interior of a plane? It could be just, it could just be just putting the windows on a plane. So I have to go in there, check the temperature, um, check out what substrates they're going to be using the application and uh, provide a recommendation. So I'm not just going in there, like I said, with the sales piece, uh, you actually have to give me some information to work with. And I get to see the prototype and then, like I said, support you through the end phase. Well, and I think it's really interesting. We have not had a sales professional show before. And I think it's really interesting because there's so many ways it can look. And this is very much that idea where you really have to understand the customer and their business needs to really give them answers to their problems via the products. I feel like I feel like there's like some type of satisfaction knowing that I'm the reason why some people can fly well or happy because I actually provided the right recommendation as opposed to just sell them anything, just to make a dollar out of it. That's why I like to call myself a sales engineer and we're doing our own research. There's, there's times I actually would be up all night trying to find the exact product for this, reach out to some superiors, some coworkers who have experience with this, do my own research to be able to provide the correct, the right solution. 
The selling part comes in where there's also competition because that's why I'm a sales guy, right? There I'm not we just, go. You know, I'm not just going to rely on my knowledge and say, okay, this is it. Buy our product. It's the best. No, we have competition. That's why we're sales reps. And I have to also try to find a, a balance with pricing comes in, contract pricing comes in, seeing the volume that's being used um, for these, uh, for these um, like I said, applications. See, um, and then recommend the product and then talk to the customer like this is why my product is also better than the competition you know so yeah it's a whole lot of things that goes into it but i think i enjoy it because like i said i'm a sales guy and i never even went into selling like i never went to school like i'm gonna be a sales guy one day <laughs> it kind of just fell into my lap i really want you to bring us through your journey to this point in your career because and listeners this is really what i want you to to, to kind of register and think about how did you get here in such a technical sales position with an education background <laughs> in sports and exercise science. So uh, how are you doing high, these high level sales at a fortune 50 company? It's actually a fortune 25 company based on the current rankings and selling into these yep. hugely large industries with the background that you have. So walk us through that, through that progression. So I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm actually, so I have, I'm, I'm Nigerian. My parents are Nigerians as well. And most Nigerian parents, maybe a lot of African parents want their kids to be doctors, lawyers, whatever it is. I mean, I was 17. I'm going to college. They're helping me with my career advice. And it's like, yeah, she go to school to be a physical therapist, a gynecologist, do something in medicine. You're like, okay, cool. I'll do it. And then you start going to school and you're like, yeah, this science thing is really not for me. Right. So, however, I had to do it because they were paying for my tuition. So I ended up going to school for exercise and sports science, pre-emphasis on physical therapy. After I graduated college, it was like, I really don't want to be a physical therapist. And I'm like, well, how about try nursing? So I was like, okay, I'll go back to school for nursing. And then I tried doing nursing. I was like, it's just not who I am. Like, this is like, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm getting this guidance from my, my folks. And then I got into the real world. I started working at a hospital. It's funny because when you look at my resume, it's like I've worked in different fields and it might look confusing to a lot of recruiters. Well, maybe back then as opposed to like right now. And I worked at a hospital. And I just wasn't like excited about what I was doing. So my friend who worked in the oil field was like, he worked in the oil field. And in Texas, there's a lot of, there was like a boom of oil back in 2014. So I jumped. Yep. I was like, that's yeah, gotta be 14, It was around 15, that time when yep. everybody, it didn't matter if you were, some people were just like quitting their jobs just to get into this like jobs. And these are jobs where you have to have like a CDL. I had never driven an 18 wheeler before, but I have a CDL. That's kind of a cool thing to say. But I was required to like know how to drive an 18-wheeler with oil in it. And uh, the job I had was a frack engineering position at Halliburton um, in San Antonio. And with that job, I liked it because of the pay. But I didn't really enjoy the job because it was long hours. You work in 100 hours a week sometimes. Like you're, you're not seeing you going, you're going to you're going offshore for like two weeks and then coming back home for four days and back on there again. I did that. And then I just was trying to get out of it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then a friend of mine was like, dude, um, I work at Office Depot, like it's a sales job, you know, and I was like, I've never been in sales. The only sales experience I have is working at McDonald's when I worked in McDonald's when I was 16. And I worked at Bose, which is retail when I was in, uh, in college. And he was like, it's all good. You have a college degree. I can try to get you the job. He's like, you're really good with people. And I was like, really? Well, if you say so. So I started working at Office Depot for like a year or two. I was working on selling like your Office Depot supplies, computers, your um, paper, you know, anything that Office Depot has. I was selling this to like big schools. 
um, in Chicago and all these different states. And then my friend from college was like, dude, you, you should come work at 3M. Like 3M is hiring right now. And I was like, okay, well, because the role I had at the time was an inside sales role, which would transition, which would help me get into 3M, which is more of a field sales job. You know, I, was, I wasn't really nervous about it. I was just like, okay. So I applied for the position. I had a great interview with, the, with, my, with my boss at the time. And she was like, okay, well, uh, we'd like to fly you out to California. And I was like, oh, I had never been in California. Well, I'll take, I'll do it. You know, it's kind of like just taking that leap okay. of faith. I was like, I had never been in California, but why not? It, it doesn't hurt. They're paying for my flight. I, I even told my mom after the interview, like, I didn't feel like I had an interview. Like it was a conversation we had and just clicking on all cylinders. We were talking about college. We talked about sports. It got to the point I was like, okay, we got to get back to the interview, right? Because we just went to this whole place. And she's like, no, 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 you're, you're fine. You're fine. She's like, I want you to meet the staff. And then I went out there, met the staff members. You could tell they kind of had like this. They were just nice to me. I was like, well, I don't know what it is, but they were super nice. Tell me about their day to day. And then I was talking to one of the ladies and she was like, you're going to do really good. And that just made me feel like, wow, I might get this job. But think, think about it. I've never been to California. If I get this job, I would have to move out here. Right. So then two days later, I mean, I flew back, got a call, got the job. Wow. I'm moving to California to be a territory manager for Los Angeles. And that's how I jumped into sales and became a territory manager. And then I went to training for a whole year in Minnesota. That's where 3M is. And that's how I was like, okay, this, this job is actually not just a sales job where you're just talking to people. You actually are diving into like specifications. Yeah. And your first role at 3M was a different kind of portfolio than what you're representing that is now. Correct. Am I right? <laughs> Good job. You did your, you did your homework. <laughs> Good job. Eh. I worked in their oral care division. I had never worked as okay. a doctor or worked in a hospital with help with teeth. But again, this is a job where you share, you tell me what we're selling. You know, I learn about it. I feel comfortable selling our product. Boom. I was in the oral care division. And then I jumped into the aerospace division. Well, and I think this there's we can draw some parallels here that I'm not even I'm not sure if you look back on in Ty, but we have a lot of listeners out there trying to figure out how to find satisfying careers, what to do, you know, find possibility in something that seems to like not have a link. People, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. I mean, effectively, we could probably argue that you haven't been qualified for any of the no, jobs you've negative. been hired for, but you took the right approach to getting into them. But I think what's really interesting is that your the entry into 3M actually in a way had a little bit of a link to the hospital experience. I mean, it's it's got a little relevance there. And if anything, I would argue that your experience you're doing now has that level of technical understanding that you probably cut your teeth on in the oil field. So there's, it's in a way, it's like everything can culminate. And so what I want you all out there to take away from this so far in the conversation is just because you haven't done it doesn't mean you can't do it. And if you can add up your experience and culminate it and tell that story in a way that says, I haven't done this, but I've done all these other things that add up to this. I mean, when I got the job at the hospital, right, like my link was I had a degree in exercise and sports science. So I probably got hired for that reason. And then when I jumped in the oil field, I had no experience <laughs> at all. However, you know, I had a college degree that could help me out. And at the time, I saw that there was a need for that position. So I applied for it. Um, they were hiring a lot of people. And um, I don't think my background really came in place at the time. But again, like I said, I had a college degree, so I was able to become a frack engineer. Most jobs would train you on what you need to do. I don't think jobs expect you to go into them being an expert. 
you know, I, I don't think I was ever an expert in sales, right? But at the same time, 3M hired me because I had a sales background and um, at Office Depot. Yep. And you can be honest, like, I mean, you're not going to tell them I don't know what I'm doing here or what it is, but you want to be able to show that <laughs> you, you have what it takes. If I'm being hired, right? And it's not just about being hired because you'll be a great sales rep. A lot of companies are looking for fit with the other staff members or the employees. Like, so from that engagement, they can already tell you will be a great fit on my team or you would be a great fit with this company. We would like to hire you because you'd be a good fit with people. So when I go into these interviews, it's more like I try to sell my personality. I mean, I, I, I always grew up not knowing what my skill set. I was like, I don't know what my talent is. You can play the keyboard. You can sing. You can do this. You can do that. I don't know what I'm good at. And then it dawned on me one day, like, maybe you should just use what you're good at. It's good. You're good at talking to people. It doesn't matter what their background is, where they're from. And then maybe because I've been, I've moved from different countries. I lived in Nigeria. I grew up there, had to move to London because my parents moved to London, had to make new friends there, moved to Texas, you know, got into like meeting people in college from my college experience. You got to kind of be, you know, even if you're uncomfortable, even when I moved to California, I didn't know anyone out here. But now I feel like I have a lot of friends out here in California because, you know, you get, you get to go out there. There's a lot of adventurous stuff. So ch- just don't be shy. Just get out there. If you if you can just be bold and just try to meet people, you never know. I, I don't think I would even be where I'm at today if I was not friends with those people who connect the dots, my career dots for me. Because these are recommendations of friends yeah. who like from the past were like, you know what? I think you'd be good for this role. And that was just the interaction they had with me. Like, And that's a comment. I, I'm glad you came back to that because I was going to point out the fact that a lot of these things that like on paper, theoretically, Tim's not qualified to do happened because you had that point of entry through a connection. And this is total brokered record here on No More Mondays, folks, if you listen to this regularly. But there's definitely a common theme with people who have found satisfaction through employment, it largely comes because they network their way into it because it often becomes, it often is a better fit from the beginning because if you're friends with somebody who works there, there's a good chance that from a personality perspective, you're going to be a good fit for the team. And what you said about that fit piece is 110% spot on. Like you want to come be a coach with me? Cause I tell people that all the time. They, it's, it's building rapport. And I think 90% of getting across the finish line in an interview process is about being the person who's going to be the best fit for the team. And I think that you've gone about that in such like an unintentionally yet strategic way. And it's landed you at such a cool spot. I am excited because my journey is like not, I I don't want to say it's like unusual because I feel like most people land on their jobs. It kind of just happens. So I usually, I don't remember where I saw this, but your twenties is about figuring out what you want to do. Like I said, I've worked in different, like I've worked at different jobs and companies, careers, whatever it is. But I used my 20s. I wasn't nervous about anything. I was like, I'm going to try different things. I don't care what kind of job it is. I'm going to try it out. And eventually, I was like, you know what? This selling thing is actually pretty good. If I was to move to a different company or work somewhere else or work on my personal business, being a sales guy is something I would want to do because you're, I already understand of how what it takes to sell. You're not just, like I say, you're not just talking to people and saying, buy this stuff from me. I know what it takes now because I'm like, okay, what do you need this for? That's a skill set that's going to serve you, whether it's at 3M, whether it's at a business you're going to have. So one of the things that I talk about a lot with like younger grads, early 20s, new grads, early career, they a lot of times they have this kind of anxiety of making this perfect first step into the professional world. And I try to really kind of relieve them of that 
of that feeling because all you just need, you just need to get started. You're, you can branch off and go in any direction. And I think you are a great real world example of what happens when you take, when you get started and you kind of go through open doors as they present themselves versus having a very tunnel visioned career and life goal that may end up causing you to miss some really great fork in the road that could lead you somewhere really, really neat. Being a a sales executive does take a certain amount of kind of independent self-motivation and that individual drive because you're, you're kind of in charge of your own success. So I want to know what you attribute that to. So what skill, like what personality skills, what habits or routines have you incorporated that have really been key to getting you where you're at? So I think it all comes down to, not even I think it, it is, it comes down to balancing. If you can um, balance work and your personal life, you just would always feel comfortable, less stressed out. What else round, like rounds you out and, and balances that personal professional life of yours? Well, um, I like to say I'm mostly busy or when I, when I get up, I'm most like stressed, but I don't mean like stress in a bad way. Cause some people might think stress and say, Oh, there's actually good stress. There's good busy. Like, you know, there's a balance there. You know, you, you know, busy people are inclined to like have a schedule, set goals and prioritize like their workload. So they become more productive, um, on Fridays or Monday, depending on how, you know, how much workload I have, I would have a schedule for the following week. And if I don't do it on Friday, now I ha- on Monday, I try to use Monday as my day of like putting a schedule together, setting my goal for that week. And then that's how I attack it. If I don't have that schedule or set any goals, I feel like you're just all over the place. Like you're just like, okay, okay, today is Tuesday. No, I actually know who I'm going to be reaching out to on Tuesday. You know, there are some decliners, like as far as like sales goes, I want to reach out to those declining, you know, and numbers like are not buying some of our products, reach out to them, see what's going on. Wednesday, follow up with certain people that I worked with in the past week. You know, so I have this balance of my personal work schedule that helps me out. So I'm not as frantic, like, oh my gosh, what do I do today? No, no, I actually have a schedule for that. And and I have a boss who's like, you know, uh, she's, my boss is more like a coach. 3M has this one thing, like, right, hire, hire good people and leave them alone. Like, that's what we, that's what, that's, oh, that's, what, that's our motto at 3M, like hire good people and leave them alone. And I like my job because that's really what it is. I don't get like calls every day. Like, what are you doing? What are you, what's going on here? There's no micromanaging going on. You know, it's just like, you hired me, you trust me, you know, this is my territory. Obviously, if I'm not doing my job well, then you could probably start writing me up and let me go. But I've been here 3M for five years now going on six. I never in the wildest, like in my wildest dream would ever think I'll be in sales. And I've been doing this for six years because I found a balance at it. I figured out this is something I like to do. Like I said, if I ever was to leave 3M and work somewhere else or work in my own business, this is, these are skills that I will use for the rest of my life. Selling, knowing how to talk to people, absolutely, you know, and, but also know how to set a schedule, set goals. Like I said, and attack, you know, if I'm not getting a check, I'm not happy. <laughs> like that's, I know that much. Well, then that, that's what makes you a good salesperson because there's, you're good at, you are better at sales when you've got a little money motivation. But I think what is such a cool, so I'm a big 3M champion now and I've worked with other clients at 3M, but nobody's ever described that environment the way you have is that, you know, we talk to people who have found satisfaction in a, in a work, work environment because the corporate values kind of align. I think for you, it's really interesting that you found 
uh, an organization who works the way you work and that very much aligns. And I am hugely appreciative of a company, especially one as big as 3M that says we hire good people for a reason. Let's let them do their jobs. And that makes that makes everything infinitely easier and more satisfying for you. And I, and I take awesome. care of myself. You know, my advice people is just remember to take care of yourself. Sometimes we forget you're, you know, you're too busy taking care of other people. Remember, you're also important as well. If you're going to keep working nine to five, working, 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 and then you just after work, you just feel sad, frustrated. You got to take care of yourself. And that's what I mean by working out after work, reading a book, going on a date, whatever makes you happy and just leave work to be its work. Like, let's just leave work. And after work, that's why I said after work, I'm just I'm don't work. My, my phone is off. Everything is off. Now I have this day for the rest of my, to, to enjoy myself. If I want to get off work at three o'clock, that's my time to get off work at three o'clock, work out from four to five to six. And I have the rest of the day to myself. And I get a good eight hours of sleep, wake up in the morning, do it again, work, work, work. And so when I'm done with work, get to working out, I have this routine and that I, that I stick to. And it's been my routine for the last couple of years. Um, and because of that, that's why maybe I can say I have a work life balance, you know, I don't, I hate, some people say yeah. they hate taking work home and all that kind of stuff. I'm that guy too. I don't want to have to get off work and come home again and keep working. No, you know, be done with that. Set a time for yourself to be done with work. You've, when you've kind of created, you've created a routine that actually forces that boundary, which I think is really, really interesting. And also because you don't work for micromanagers, they're not calling, texting oh and emailing gosh. you at 8 p.m. Like, where is this? Where that is this? Where is this? Out. So it's a whole yes. ecosystem that works yes. in your favor. I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind as we rapid fire through some oh questions. Okay. Ready? Let's go. Okay. Star Trek or Star, Star Wars? Wars? Everybody says Star Wars. Favorite candy? Oh, Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> that is a Jolly Ranchers. I don't eat candy as much, but I'm just taking it back. Like, um, and, and so speaking of food, what are you craving right now? We are coming up on lunchtime. Uh, I don't want to sound so boring, but like a, a salad and, and some like salmon on it, you know, maybe salad and chicken on Ooh. it. But that's what I'm craving right now. I don't know why you just made me want a cob. You just made me want a cob salad. That's just what I'm craving right now, right? I don't like to eat heavy heavy during the day. I mean, like it's summer, summertime. I'm trying to get my six pack intact. So, Um, okay, moving away from food, what is a great book recommendation that you'd advise our listeners to pick up? Uh, Millionaire Success Habits. Uh, I'm still reading. I'm still reading that book, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's Millionaire Success Habits. Uh, I'm trying to be rich. So I'm like, let me see what these rich people usually do every day. Right. Just to gauge on it. And and I'm sure that it's just it's a book, but you get to pick some things in this book. Like I said, with balance, um, they get good. They get six hours of sleep or something like that. There's like a bunch of stuff in this book that I'm just like, hmm, interesting. But Maybe I'll incorporate that into like my daily life. So I'm never that guy who's like gets up very early and just starts making his bed, you know, just never done that. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, accomplish something in the morning, like make your bed. Like that's those little things, right? You're like, okay, maybe if I start doing that, I might be a millionaire one day. I don't know, but it's, but I get the, I get the purpose of doing certain things like that. Like waking up, meditating, clearing your mind, walking outside, going on a one, two minute walk and coming, you know, little things here and there, just accomplishing something like, it's just like set a goal for yourself every day and stick to it. I, I adjusted, I adjusted the decade of the following question for, to accommodate for age, but name a great nineties band. <sighs> a nineties band. Okay. Let's see here. 
<laughs> so the 90s was more like the sync Westlife crew. So I went, I actually, I would say Westlife. I don't know if you know what the, uh, that, who that group is. It's Nope, we're all yeah, about to go Google so it. So it's, it's, it's an English band. It's like in Europe. It's like Uptown Girl. I mean, all these songs, I mean, I know it's like, they have, you should listen to Westlife. I think you like it. I, I, okay. This is a perfect time to ask you what your favorite childhood TV show was. It's, it's, I mean, it's one of those. I think everyone watched Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air going, growing up. And then, okay, so let's, let's wrap up this not so rapid fire with our last question we always ask okay. at the end of rapid fire is what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Money. <laughs> Sorry. Money. Money, money, money Mondays. Mo- hey, there you go. Eminem. Money Mondays. I, I'm sorry. If, you, if I don't get up, right, there's like this African quote. I don't remember how it's, it's not, I'll, I'll send it to you later, but it's something about like in the morning, there's a gazelle who wakes up and he runs faster than whatever it is because he's hunting and he basically gets to get food faster than whoever is still asleep. So that's the same way I see it when it comes to like a sales professional, like there's another sales rep out there with a, from a different company. Who wants to make that commission, right? And if I don't get up earlier than that person, he might get that deal done before I do because I'm over here lagging. Like if a customer tells me they need something and I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do. Let me do my research on this. And I'm taking a week or two to figure out what products to go show them, what products to demo, um, what, you know, sending paperwork. Uh, about the, the the technical data sheet, all that kind of stuff. There is someone else out there doing it. And not, it's not just one person. There's several sales rep out there who are hunting for this business. And we're talking like big dollars, right? So if I can make a commission off those big dollars, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to just sleep on Mondays. Like, no, I need to get up and make some money. Like I said, if I don't get a check, I'm not happy. I enjoy those income, better in outcomes. Money Mondays. Mondays. It's a good mindset to have is that you're setting out to have a successful week and make money. So I want you, we're going to ask you one last question to really like drive home your advice for our listeners. But before we do, I want them to know where they can find you and how they can follow this amazing you know, journey that you're on in the corporate world and in sales. So how can our listeners find you and connect? Well, for one, I'm on LinkedIn. If you type in Timitayo Guidado, you see me on there. It's a T-E-M-I-T-A-Y-O is the first name. T-E-M-I-T-A-Y-O. And the last name is G-I-D-A-D-O. G-I-D-A-D-O. And Tim and I, Tim and I are connected. So, or will be in about awesome. 30 there seconds. You so uh, you can also find him as, as part of my network. And I definitely encourage you to follow him. And, and I would respond to your emails. Trust me. If, if I can help anyone out, I would love to. If, and if it doesn't help you out, it doesn't help you out, but I'm still going to reach back out to you. So, and uh, so I want you to sum us, sum it all up. What is your best piece of advice? What's the gold nugget to our listeners as they work to have a more enjoyable career. You can do anything. If, if another human being can do something, you can do anything. So just have that mindset. Um, I can do it. I don't have to please everyone because trust me, you would not please everyone. Um, I'm allowed to take a break. You're allowed to take a break. You're not a slave to anyone. You're not a slave to any company. You can take a break when you need it. And that's why we have all these like vacate time, take a trip, go somewhere. I mean, safely, you know, it's the pandemic era. Um, and you just know this, you are stronger than your excuses, you know, cause excuses are just excuses, but you are stronger than those excuses. So try to make less of them. And when in doubt, drink coffee, that's it. Drink coffee. Trust me. Something would happen in your brain that you're like, I gotta be productive. Like just it's drink, so just true. when in doubt, it's just so say, true. okay, I'll drink coffee. Boom. 
That couldn't have been a better summary to this whole conversation and just getting a little bit more insight into your brain and how you've gotten to the point you're at in your career. Timmy, thank you so it much for being part of No More Mondays and joining this movement to inspiring confident professionals and helping people uh, find more enjoyable work. So thank, thank you so, you so much, so much. This was a pleasure. This is fun. I want to do this again. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. This has been so great. And thank you all out there for listening. I would love, love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review because it is a huge help to us in our rankings as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with these amazing stories and great people like Tim who are enjoying what they do and her kicking butt in the process. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or guest suggestions, please visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.